welcome to the Advance Your Art podcast, where we talk about the journey from artist to entrepreneur and everything in between. You've worked hard to hone your craft. Now take it to the next level with tips, techniques, strategies, and routines used by successful artists to grow their businesses and careers. Now, let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yuri Cataldo. Thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Of course. It's my pleasure. I, thank you again for taking time to chat with me on a, on a fine Saturday. How are things in your neck of the woods right now? They are really, really great. It's a nice sunny day and family's all well, so couldn't ask for more. Yeah, that sounds like a, a great weekend. It is. So I know that you run a site called LifeWise Lady, and it's primarily focused for uh, a business blog for women over 40. I'm curious, in your day-to-day life, when people ask you what it is that you do, what's your answer? Well, at first when I answer I'm a, a blogger, then they say, really? <laughs> <laughs> they, they know they hear that like so many people do that, but I don't know that they meet that many people who who do that. Mm-hmm. And that's so I, I go into yeah, I'm a business writer and I'm a blogger and I help women over 40 create and grow businesses businesses of their own. And my articles primarily focus on uh, small business entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I've spent some time on your site. And I find your – so your read my story part is absolutely fascinating because it's – it actually – you are you are not afraid to tell people about the ups and downs of your life. And you actually put them in chronological order on your website, which is, is, mm-hmm. is very brave and, um, and refreshing. I'm curious, what, why did you decide to be that open and honest on your site? Well, when you go on – just about anybody's uh, about me page or read my story. We all just put up these glossy pictures or we see people with glossy pictures and they tell you how great their business is and all these successes that they've had. And everybody knows deep down, nobody's that perfect, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I thought, wouldn't it be refreshing to put up my story and let people know that I am, far from perfect. I can help you with a lot of things. I've had successes and failures in my life. And as long as you keep going, you're going to have a bunch of failures in your, in your life. But if you keep going, then you're going to be successful. And that's true in personal life. And it's very true in business. There's not that many people who are overnight successes. They fail and fail and fail. And then they finally hit it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the overnight success is usually more like seven to ten years, and at least three or four. Right. So right. that's why I wanted to let people know that hey, this is a journey, and we hear especially with with online business, these people who made it big in six months. That is so rare. Mm-hmm. That is so rare. So I, I got kind of tired of, of hearing about how how great 
everybody was. And I, I thought it might be nice if I let down my guard and just told people that I've had struggles too. And I, I think I've overcome them as best I can. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it, it definitely sounds like you have. And so I have, again, reading your story, I have um, had similar, not, not to quite to that extent, but had gone through a lot of uh, health issues growing up. Um, I also went through a really bad divorce and was stuck with debt and had to kind of overcome it. Uh, very similar to what you kind of, again, chronological in your story. In your own journey, how those experiences have informed what you thought you were going to do and what you are doing now. Well, I was never really sure what I wanted to do. I got into college and I knew that I should probably just major in business because I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. I'm, I like so many things that I, I wasn't like, oh boy, I need to be a doctor or I need to be a lawyer or I need to be a policewoman. I just didn't know. But I knew that I, I liked business and my father was a, had been an entrepreneur for a long time. And uh, so I thought, well, I, I better major in business because it's probably going to be something along that line. So that's what that's how I, I started on my journey. But it just took forever to, for me to get through college because, you know, I was putting myself through college. Mm-hmm. And I would stop and start. And, you know, I wouldn't suggest that for anybody. I would just suggest just go and get it done. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot easier that way. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. With what your work Working on now, where do you get your ideas from for articles and, you know, just kind of the the basic content that you're writing about? Well, it's either the news or basically it's hanging out with uh, the people that I'm writing for. I, I am in a lot of Facebook groups for women over 40, so I, I know what their pain points are. And I know them for, from personal experience, but it's also nice to actually hear from people and know what their successes are and what they're struggling with. And that way I get an idea of what I can write about. Mm-hmm. When you're speaking with somebody who is just starting a company or wants to start a company, where do you have them start from? Are there particular like books that you have them read or just a list of articles you have them read? Or what is it that you would recommend if someone's like, okay, you know what, I always want to start a company, but I haven't had the time or the circumstances. Where would you suggest they start first? Well, there's two things I would recommend. I would say discuss this with your partner if you have one. Starting a business is very tough emotionally, mentally, financially. And you have to be on the same page if you have a partner. Um, it, that can really wreck a business and a relationship is to not be on the same page and say, I'm going to be working so many hours and we're probably not going to make any money for you know, a year or two mm-hmm. at least. And you have to be prepared for that. Make sure you have a savings account. Um, I would also say, please, please do a business plan. There are so many. Th- I know everyone says, ugh, that's homework. <laughs> ugh, I don't want to do that. But you would not believe how many people I talk to that say, oh, I just sort of did a, a you know, sort of budget or sort of marketing plan. And I said, well, do you, I say, do you did you investigate the competition? 
did you do all these things that are covered in a business plan? And they say, well, no, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> and so it really gets you focused. It's hard to get excited about a business plan. And, and most small business owners are sort of ashamed if they didn't do one. And I don't think you should be ashamed, but I think you should do one now. Even if, you've, even if your business is a couple years old, do it. Go through and figure out all of the things that, that you didn't do in the beginning, and you're going to find yourself correcting a lot of, of problems or mistakes. You know, So I would not ever recommend that somebody just wing it <laughs> and start a business, although, although there's so many people. They're passionate about something. They're passionate about starting a blog. They're, they're passionate about opening an art supply store or they're, you know, something that they've always wanted to do in their life, but they really just don't have any idea what it's going to take to get that done. Mm -hmm. So what do you tell people who, who do say that? Because um, there's a live advice that people should follow their passion. So they should, you know, you just mentioned it. They've got a passion for opening an art supply store, perhaps. Um, so if somebody would have, were to approach you with that, what kind of advice would you give them, and and do you believe that following your passion is is a good idea? No, I don't. I know that's probably going to shock some people because <laughs> everybody says, "Oh my gosh, you have to be passionate about your work." Well, yeah, you don't want to start a business you hate, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but starting a business is hard, hard work. No matter what it is, whether you're passionate about it or not. So if you have this passion, but it's a really bad business idea, you should not pursue this. Make it a hobby. If you want to be a blogger who's a hobby blogger, and I'm just using my own career as, as an example, do it. Go have fun with it. Maybe you'll make a little money on the side if you really know what you're doing. Fine. Maybe you like, you'd like to open some sort of Etsy shop or something or, or sell things on Craigslist. Do what, if that's your passion is woodworking and you want to make things, Great. Go do it. But it's not the same as starting a business that you need to financially rely on. Mm -hmm. So, no, I'm not really big on the whole passion about your business thing. I think you should like what you're doing. But the passion will, will definitely improve when you start having a paycheck. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, I think seriously we undervalue that. We say, oh, money's not everything. Well, yeah, but you do need to pay your bills. Yeah, that's true. You need to pay your bills. You need to eat. That's right. That money doesn't buy happiness. Well, I think it it sure buys. You know, it's if you don't have it, it you are miserable. Right. You know, nobody likes to be miserable without money and and fighting and and not ha wondering where you're going to get the money for food. That's no fun. So, as far as passion, yes, I, I think you should like what you're doing. But if you have a, a passion and you do a business plan and you find out that's probably not going to make you a lot of money, then just make it a hobby. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100% on that one. I, I think that uh, people who just blindly follow their passion um, end up do making really terrible business decisions and mistakes because they haven't. It's it's like um, you know you're rather than going through. Whether or not it's a good idea, it's like, well, okay, I'm passionate about it, so that'll make up for everything else, and I'll just try to work my way through that or something. And I, I honestly also believe that's why a lot of people in the arts have problems um, with the business side of it, is because they're really excited about doing the art, 
but they had never learned or, again, are only are like, I'm only interested in doing what I like to do. And, and that the other side, which actually is making money from it, is where they fail miserably at because they never actually paid attention to that part. Well, if you see the people who audition for the music shows, <laughs> like the first auditions, they are passionate about – they went out there and they were so willing – to go out in front of judges and a national audience and sing. Mm-hmm. And they are horrible, right? <laughs> yes, but that's, they are. They're, they're, they're passionate about it, but everybody knows you're not going to make a living at this. Oh, my goodness, you're awful, right? <laughs> but they love it, and you don't want to take that away from them, but you kind of wish somebody had pulled them aside and said, Hey, you might want to just sing in the shower. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's well. That's why I, everybody needs a Simon Cowell in their life. That's, maybe not as extreme as him. Yeah, maybe only every once in a while. That's about yeah. as much as anyone can take. Exactly. But you do. You need someone who's like, you know what? Maybe not. Exactly. You know, You're don't really. Ask, yeah. Don't ask your mom and and all you know your mom and and all the your relatives because they're they're just going to tell you or your best friend. Oh, yeah. you're great at that. Go ahead. You might want to actually go to somebody who's not biased and say, "Am I? What is? You know, what do you think of my my talent or my skill?" And they'll go, "Yeah, mm, not so much." <laughs> exactly. And then if you're really excited about it, you go and then you get lessons and you work mm-hmm. on it. But you don't assume that you're going to be perfect just because your mom thinks that you're really good at it. That's right. My mom thinks I'm really good at a lot of things, and, I, and I'm not. I'm not. Well, that's everybody's mom, right? Exactly. And that's like, that's, again, that's like a mom's job is to encourage you to do that kind of stuff. Exactly. But, yeah, please do. Please have somebody independent analyze what you're doing and uh, do a business plan. <laughs> you will save yourself maybe a divorce, maybe debt, right. maybe your sanity. Oh, my God. Right. A lot. Many, many hours of just right? banging your head against the wall. Exactly. So you're someone who else who also has – um, overcome debt. I know debt is is a, a big thing uh, in this country. You know, even you know for lots of lots of people, whether it's student loans or credit cards and a lot of other things. Um, so if there's someone who approaches you with that, and I actually know you wrote an article about this, but mm-hmm. what are some things that you talk about to help people get out of debt and like even just help prevent it, like going down deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. I think the secret of just staying out of debt and, and getting yourself out of debt is, is delay. If you're not very good at delayed gratification, you are not going to be very good at this. You know, you have to be able to delay that gratification. Like, I really, really want that new whatever. Mm-hmm. It could be minor things, a pair of shoes. It could be something major, a sports car, whatever. You have to be able to put that off. And if you're bad at that, you know you struggle big time with all sorts of addictions or debt. And, and it's harder. It's a lot harder. So I say basically you're going to have to revamp your life if you're in debt. It's not so hard if you're just making a plan to keep yourself out of debt. It's really hard when you're in debt because you, you're so used to these financial mistakes that you have to completely turn your life around, and it is really hard. But discipline and a plan, really, really critical. Okay. Are there particular websites or, or books that you recommend for that kind of thing? That because I know there's a, there's a lot of advice out there, and not all not all of it is great. 
Uh, but is there like partic- anyone in particular you like listening to or reading? I love Susie Orman, and I love Dave Ramsey. I mean, they're very in-your-face kind of, you need, you know, tough love. Yeah. And it's kind of what people need when they're in, in serious debt. They need that tough love. They need somebody to shake them by the shoulders and say, come on, get a hold of yourself. You know, you can do this. Nobody has magic. Nobody has special powers. Right. You know, people act like, oh, my gosh, they can do this and I can't. Well, that's not true. Mm-hmm. You can do it. You just either don't know how or don't really want to yet. I mean, you, if you're in debt and you got a shovel in your hand, stop digging. Stop it. <laughs> you're not helping yourself. You need to stop and analyze what you're doing so you can get out of that hole. Mm-hmm. It's it's not fun. It is not fun. And I'm speaking from experience. It is not fun to climb out of debt. I mean, honestly, I was $40,000 in debt and got out of it in two years. And this was, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. It's probably over $60,000 worth of debt if you calculate the amount now. Um so it, it was very tough, but I had, we had two incomes, although they weren't great incomes. They were they were enough, and we just we just cut back everything. Mm-hmm. To I mean, we didn't tell anybody. And by the way, don't tell everybody you're in debt. No, you don't want the pity party. That's not fun. You know, if you need to confide in some somebody, fine. But everybody treats you way different when they think you're in debt. Yeah. So you need strength, and you need you need support, but. You don't need to be telling everybody. Okay. So in your opinion, kind of what you've done, is it to pay down debt of that size, would you recommend, is it just cutting expenses down to kind of the bare bare minimum and putting as much payment as you can on there? Do you also recommend getting another job? Are those, like, have you, did you try both of those and like whether it was one that had better results for you than the other? Well, I did both. It was <laughs> it was oh, my first part-time job. I had to quit. I was going to school part-time and working full-time. I quit going to school until we paid off the debt. Um then I, I got a job. And this was this is obviously back in back before the internet started taking off really really big time. It was uh, mid-90s and they were still doing newspapers like crazy, and I had to get a job that fit in with my hours, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I wasn't uh, making my full-time boss mad, and I could get my other things done. So I took this job putting newspapers together. It was the worst job ever. It just was the worst. I did it for one night, <laughs> <laughs> and I quit. I was like, I'm done with this. This is the worst. So. Uh, I, I went on to other, you know, part-time jobs, which was fine, but it, it was a bad, bad experience at first. And I thought, I don't, I, I don't need to get another part-time job. This first one was awful, but I knew deep down I needed. It's better to work than spend anyway, right? Mm-hmm. When you're, when you're at work, you're not spending money. <laughs> so I was at work. How do you structure your day? Do you, do you have a specific schedule that you do? Um, are there rituals, daily routines that, uh, that so you help keep yourself on task? Well, I've been reading a lot about this and trying to be more productive because when you're starting, 
a business, and my, my blog's um, about a year old, a little less, and I want learning new things and really trying to pay attention to what my readers want and not just give them what I want to give them. It, it's been really hard to figure out how, how do I structure my time so I can get the most out of it. And I've been reading that, that you only have a certain number of uh, decisions in your brain before you start to fatigue. Mm-hmm. So you should do all the things that are really important in the morning and do all the ritualized you know, things that, that you don't have to think much about after lunch. So I, I'm trying that, and it seems to be working a lot better because I would try to write in the afternoon, and it was just I, I it was like pulling ideas from my head were so hard, and the sentences weren't coming together right. And so I, I switched it around, and I did started doing the creativity and the and the really hard things early. Okay. And that works a lot better. How do you approach finances? Or talk to your readers about finances, particularly in the idea of paying yourself. So I, as an entrepreneur previously on things, I had a lot of difficulty deciding, okay, so the, you know, the company is bringing in this much money in. Do I pay myself? Do I then put that into a, rec- a savings account? Because you know, as the, as the person in charge of everything, suddenly you have this weight of it's all dependent on me. And so you want your company to succeed, but you're also like, okay, what's going to happen for me in my future? So how do you approach that idea of like paying yourself first and, and like those concepts that are thrown out there? Well, you have to pay yourself something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even if it's at first and you're trying to expand your business, most of your money, especially when you're starting out, goes back into the business. And that's true whether you're an entrepreneur of six months or six years or 16 years, most of your money goes back into your business. But the more successful businesses, they have more coming in. Mm -hmm. So they can still pay themselves and still invest in their business, but it's really hard when you're first starting out. Uh, You have to have some sort of reward system. And some people know if you've done a business plan, then you know it's going to take a while and you're financially prepared. You either have a savings account or you know, a partner that's bringing in some money or you have some other side gig or something to where you're financially prepared. That's why I say it's so important to do a business plan. So you know that this is coming. This is hard. And then when you start bringing in some money, you're going to want to save a lot of that for to grow. But you want to you reward yourself a little bit. So you have to decide what what is... If I hit this mark this month, what am I going to take out for myself? Maybe a little bonus. You're sort of paying yourself on 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 what you're producing. So that's you have to incentivize yourself. Mm-hmm. If I hit, we take a round number. If I get, if I make a thousand dollars this month, I'm going to pay myself X dollars. And you have to make sure it's a reward, you know, something that is going to reward you. That makes a lot of sense because I know that it's. It's, it's kind of one of those difficult things of, of how to balance that out. How do you think about and approach fear? So starting a, a business, changing careers, there's all a, an element of risk and uncertainty and fear that goes with it. And um, everybody faces it at some point. So how do you, in your own life, a, approach those? And how do you talk to that and help your readers face their fears? 
Well, Eleanor Roosevelt said, uh, do something that scares you every day. And I think that's absolutely the truth. Now, that doesn't mean you should terrify yourself, but you should <laughs> that is a, pushes yourself, whether it's in business or personal life. Mm-hmm. Do something. Otherwise, doesn't life get so routine and boring? I mean, sometimes you, you think, geez, I can't do the same thing anymore. And that's when people have like some sort of crisis where they think they need to quit their job or they need to, you know, split up with whoever they're with or they need this giant change because they put themselves in a rut. I say just do some things that shake it up a little bit and kind of scare you. Mm-hmm. You know, you think, oof, I don't know. Like I will talk to people and they don't want to do podcast interviews because they're scared. But that's a really good way to promote your business. So why not? You don't have to be on camera. You can take baby steps. You know, you don't have, you're not doing some sort of filmed interview, but there are a lot of people who are very scared to do promotion. And that's, so that's what I would say in business is promotion is, it makes people feel uncomfortable. They don't like self-promotion. They don't like being taped. They don't like being, you know, recorded. So push yourself a little bit. Do something that, that, makes you makes you have butterflies in your stomach a little bit. What are some things that you do that uh, make you have butterflies? Uh, when I freelance, right, I'm, I'm just getting into that now t- to promote my business as well. It's hard when you submit an article to somebody else and they have to approve it. Oof, that's gut-wrenching because you think, oh, what if they hate it? What if they reject me? What if, what if, what if, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's hard. That pushes me. That makes me... It will eventually make me a better writer to get back uh, criticism. Hopefully it's constructive criticism. But that's what I need to do. I need to become a better writer. I need to understand my business even more. And that, that way I can make a success of it. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do try and push myself a little bit. I, I have sort of a competitive spirit, so I kind of need to do that. Sure. I can't get that. What would you say is the best advice you've ever received? My grandpa lived well into his 90s. I think he was 97 when he passed. And he he just said, you know, you need to have fun because life goes by fast. And I would look at him and I think, my gosh, 97, you know, he was telling me this in his 90s. And I'm thinking, that's not that fast. But, yeah, as you get older, time seems to speed up. And I, I think about his words a lot, and I think, yeah, he's right. You better have some fun. Before you know it, you're going to be 90. Yeah. You know, if you're lucky to, to live a long life, it goes by really fast. Mm-hmm. So that that is the best advice I think I've ever received, and it's so simple. It is. It's it's simple, but it's it's timely, and it uh, it makes tremendous amounts of sense. Right. Well. He was on the planet nearly a century. I guess I should listen to him. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> well, Jen, thank you so much for taking the time today to chat with me. I really appreciate it. If the listeners would like to read more about your writing and see what you're up to, what is the best way they can find you? Well, you can reach me at lifewiselady.com. I'm also at lifewiselady on Facebook and Twitter. And I'm on Pinterest as well. 
Wonderful. And I will make sure to put all of those links in the show notes. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful talking to you. Thank you. You as well. Have an awesome afternoon. You too. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Advance Your Art Podcast. If you like this episode, please go into iTunes and give us a five-star rating. And while you're there, hit the subscribe button so that every single time I release a new episode, it will go directly to you without even thinking about it. If you're interested in hearing older episodes, please go to AdvanceYourArt.com where you can find the catalog of everything I've done so far, as well as contact information and projects I'm working on. Thank you again and have a great day.